There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Crackle of rain on the canvas roof. Bunting drips amongst the bluebells and the spring grass. Who left the tablecloth hanging by the gate? Oh, be a love. Take the rolls back inside. We'll set out our chairs and watch the rain. We'll light the fire and pour the pints in the moon underwater. You made it here in one piece, then? No. Oh, God. Where's the other bit? Other bits. Of you. Been quartered, mate. Oh, man. Yeah. It's the bloody zoo. Yeah. How they just can't seem to keep the animals in? Yeah. I've been pulled apart by hippos. Well, that's interesting, because obviously, being in the the correct realm, the animals are all different to yeah. animals people be familiar with. So, what do you mean by hippo? Because we don't have hippos over here. Birds, pink birds... Yeah. Four legs on a bird. Uh, oh, a hippet. Yeah, hippet, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm. What were some of the other animals that you encountered? Oh, uh, Greasy the gorilla. But obviously they're not animals as we oh, would know. They're not, all oh, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, a, a, pontic- a pontique. Oh, the pontique. Yeah. They could, could be quite deadly. They are good, yeah. They are They're. They're friendly. They're a pseudofed. Yeah. Um, a primrome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what does a primrome look like again? What does a primrome look like? Yeah. Um, big beast. Yeah. Yellow tet. Yes. Like a, the bird's the tit. tet. Is that why, why they're called tit? Blue tit? Because it's got blue head, like tet, French. Is that right? Tet-a-tet. Tet-a-tet, yes. might be. It's got blue tet. It's got four four udders. Yes. And it's got one arm. Right. And one leg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I've not seen one of those. Okay. <laughs> very, very striking. Yeah. And what else? <sighs> um, a doom. Yes, a doom, which is D J U U umlaut M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A doom. And they're like a sort of. Are they like what we might know as a sort of salamander? Yes, but yeah, very similar. Very similar, except it's got like little wheels. Yes. Sort of, uh, sort of feet. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a very like, nice day. Shame about being pulled apart, you know, and being in yeah. separate pieces, but that's why I've come to the pub. Hopefully you can put me back together again. Pour yourself a pint together again. Yeah. As they say. But I do think the zoo need to get better controls because that's the third time this month that that's happened. It is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 How, how are you? I never ask. Well, I actually flew here on oh. a Spaniela. <laughs> Great. What does that look like? Oh, this is what it's like. Have the power. Well, it's... Well, how to best describe it? Imagine a long lion, but with wings. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know how, like, they drew lions in medieval times? Yeah, I love those. Yeah, it's like that, but with wings. Oh, that's nice. And I, I just picked that up, actually. out. It was, it was right outside the zoo. Yeah, yeah. Because all the spanulas are very easily tameable. Yeah. I just tamed it and flew it here. But I could see the devastation going on down below, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't want to intervene like David Attenborough. He never gets in the way, does he? No, you can't intervene with nature. Yeah. But uh, I'm slightly worried about this week's guest here at the Moon Underwater. Go on. Well, because this is a fantasy pub where we invite people to step between the realms, I do feel a little bit of responsibility. Hmm. You know, when you're inviting someone to a realm where they could quite easily be slashed to bits. Yeah, it's a dangerous place. Yeah, by uh, perhaps uh, a Cormuline or a uh, Grey Wanderer. Mm. I would feel it was sort of on my head be it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Hopefully he's got here okay, because we want him to, uh, you know, create his dream pub. Oh, there's a load of feathers everywhere at the door. Like two podgins having an enormous fight. <laughs> podgins, yeah. Massive they are. Massive. And what's that revealing itself from within the feathered aura? Oh, I think it might be this week's guest. Yes, into the moon underwater walks Josh Pugh. Hello, Josh. Hello, how are you doing? I'll just get these uh, feathers out of my mouth. I'm joining in. Did you get here okay? I was just chatting to Robin about the, the zoo problem we've had. I don't know if that was explained to you by any passers-by. No, I didn't say any of that. I think it's all been cordoned off and dealt with by the time I've, I've come in, so I'm, I'm good. Oh, that's good. So you didn't see any any of these sorts of animals we have over here? Just a straightforward journey, just straight in. Everything's cleared, straight walk to the front door, easy. Okay, well, that's good for you, and I'm pleased. I'm pleased that you didn't encounter any animals. I did see him, actually. I did see an inkjetter. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's black, and it's got cables well tails coming out the back of it it squirts a, a sort of a deadly ink doesn't it yeah it's which is quite expensive once it's gone it can be it's like gold dust they, they can't really refill it so they have to use it very sparingly mm. well they say that actually it's cheaper to buy an ink jetter than the the, the ink it jets out yeah that, that's what they say <laughs> They <laughs> do do say that, yeah. Is your school of improvisation the same as mine? Because one of my animals is called a Sudafed. Which yeah, is, Sudafed, uh, yeah. Got a <laughs> bottle of that over here. So, yes, and, you know. Well, Josh, it's a delight to have you here in the moon underwater. We can't wait to deck out your dream pub. But talk to me a little bit about the pub within the man within Josh Pugh. Where were you sired? Where were you raised? And... Where were you sort of tamed in the public arts? So I live in a town called Atherston, which is right in the middle of the country. It, at one point, now a lot of towns say this, so I don't know if it's true, it had the most pubs on one street. 
Whoa. But I've heard a lot of towns saying that, so I'm taking it with a pinch of salt, really. There's a lot of pubs per square mile, you know, pubs in... Yeah, it seems like most small villages have some kind of pub claim. Yeah. And then there's also, I think there's a town which has got the longest road without a pub as well, but that's one. Yeah. I want to say that's Bristol, but I don't know. I I always thought it was Muller Road, but I might be wrong. Surely it's the M6. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm, I'm there. I'm literally in the middle of the the country. That's where my locals are. They're all locals. Were you born in Atherston? Atherston, yeah. So I was born in Nuneaton. That's the nearest hospital. Same hospital as Ken Loach. Mm. Uh, So you still live in the place where you grew up? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, well, it's it, I love it here, man. I, I, there's one school and all my friends are still the same friends from school and it's it's a great place to live. Oh, wow. What Atherton's known for is they have a Shrove Tuesday ball game, which is quite a violent thing and it always gets media attention every Shrove Tuesday. Oh, yeah, like the sort of cheese rolling. They have a big game of football that sort of everyone gets all their legs broken and stuff. Yeah, it's it's that it's that's what it's known for really, and that's kind of linked to kind of pub culture. You kind of everybody goes in the pub and then comes out at like three o'clock and tries to win, and you kind of represent the the pubs. And my mum's actually out tonight. She plays in the Dark Ladies Darts League. There's there's, there's still enough pubs that it can sustain a men's and women's darts league kind of within the town. Amazing. So this street that had the most pubs on, how many pubs are we talking, and are they all still there? The street's called Long Street. Good name. Yeah, it's probably about... And then there's a square off it. I don't know, there's probably about 12 pubs at one time. Wow. And some are now flats. There's one or two that have closed, but the, the majority are still still going. You get the odd one that closes and somebody takes over, and it's kind of... Um, it's quite incestuous. Like, a lot of the, the bar staff, they, they move around. You know, you've you worked in one pub, you end up working in... Yeah, mm. the, 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 it's just like... Um, you know, remember the footballer Robbie Keane, mm-hmm. who would just go everywhere and say he loved, he supported that club. There's a lot of that amongst the bars so after kind of move around. And stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> a lot of revisionism. Yeah. <laughs> so you've really been able to follow the evolution of that pub road since you were born. Do you remember the first one you went into? Did they have sort of different clientels, different uh, atmospheres? It's actually reopened. It's been closed for a long time. It's called the White Horse. And my mum used to work there and um, I used to go in before it opened. So this is when, when I was a kid, this was, or maybe eight, nine. My mum used, used to clean and then she was the, the graveyard shift, which actually in a pub is from like 11 till four. It's not the late shift, it's like the early shift. And uh, so I can remember going in there and the smell and stuff. And that's the first pub I could get served in as well. So it's kind of the place we used to go. And it's not a pub you'd want to go to as like a 16-year-old, but it was the pub that would would serve you. So it wasn't a problem sort of them knowing your mum and obviously they would have known how old you were. I think she'd kind of moved on by then. She she was on the she was on the circuit by then. <laughs> she, 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 she'd moved on. I used to drink uh, well before we get into this but I used to drink uh, Tetley's or John Smith's mm-hmm. because I, I felt like that's something an older person there's no way a 16 year old would want to point at Tetley's. Yeah. And is that the smooth flow sort of a keg or pump it would have been on the pump yeah Tetley's is so good draft it's lovely really nice and I kind of I think I was into rugby at the time for some reason <laughs> a lot of teams were sponsored by Tetley's and there was um, quite a nice TV campaign there was like a little character little Tetley's man and it was I, I like the blue and stuff I kind of was taken in by it I re- really used to enjoy Tetley's in there yeah and there used to be um, it was like a tiled floor but like 
it shouldn't have been tiled really. It was kind of like, it wasn't lino. It was like the hard, almost like roof top. It was, it was, yeah, it was quite a cold place, quite a cold pub really. Mm. So since your career in comedy has taken off, have you felt a sort of a draw to a city, whether it be Birmingham or Leicester or London, or are you, are you quite happy commuting from Atherston? I'm quite happy where I am now. Uh, Coventry's the nearest city to me, or Birmingham. But it's so it's a bit of a hidden gem here. There's a straight train to London. Is there really? It takes like an hour and 15 minutes. Whoa. It's a real bit of a hidden gem. It's just, yeah. And it's kind of, commu- it could, this could be a commuted place if people learn about it. But no, I've never been, never been, never been uh, swayed. It's Woke, which is where I, I love it here. Yeah. And have you taken part in the yearly shroving sort of death ball game? <laughs> I, I, I used to, you know, like you're 16 and like fearless. I used to, used to have a go. I used to get, used to get let off school. They'd let you leave school at one o'clock. You get half a day. And I used to try and, you know, I think, I think when you're, I remember I was kind of waiting for the ball, they throw the ball out of the window of a bank and whoever's holding it at five o'clock is the winner. Wow. So it's really about the, the possession of the ball. Is that the, the object? Yeah, whoever's holding the ball at the end is, is the winner. And they kind of kick it up and down for a, about an hour and a half and the last half an hour gets quite brutal. But that first bit I used to try and, I used to get, try and get a kick of it. And it's quite, the, Webb Ellis who make the rugby balls, they actually make it. They make kind of, there's two, they make two a year. So if one gets ruined in the game, we've got a spare one to throw out. And you're kind of famous, you know, if you, if you win that, you're kind of famous in the town forever, really. Wow. Are there any rules or is it just... There are stewards. Uh, I, th- I think, I don't know if they say this in jest, but I think the only rule is that you can't kill anyone. And it, and it, and it has to stay on Long Street. It has to stay on... I think years oh, ago... Right. Yeah. Years ago, it used to go on, onto the canal and up the woods and all sorts, whereas now it's kind of marshaled, so it just stays on, on the one street. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and Shafali from uh, Midlands today, she's always there covering it, which is quite nice. What's the game called again? It's called the Atherstone Ball Game. It's just called the Ball Game. Yeah. It's nice. And are the people who win, are they commemorated on any kind of board or sign anywhere? No, they're not, but they they get the ball, they get to keep the ball. Oh, wow. And they kind of do a collection, they go around the pub zone and people sign the ball and they, um, they collect for charity. It's, it's, a, it's a nice thing, I mean, it's, it's quite a brutal thing, but it's the people that are into it, are well into it, and it kind of... Um, yeah, it's it's a great thing. We've got a little statue, which is two people wrestling for a ball. It's outside the big co-op. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I could win an Oscar and it, people would give less of a shit than if <laughs> I won the, won, the, won the ball. It's really what people are going for, yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Let's start creating your dream pub, Josh. First up from you, I need two draft items. So I'm going for a, a pint of bass. Oh, yes! I love a pint of bass. So there's a pub up the road for me called the Hatton Beaver, and they do a really nice pint of bass. It's one of the ones that's still cheap, and not everywhere does it. If that come out now in a hipster place, people, it would blow people's minds. It's such a nice drink. I mean, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I ever saw it on tap. I mean, I did used to get Shandy Bass, you know, little cans of that. That was good. They used to serve it. They had a smooth flow bass in the knot of rope, Rob, in Thornbury. Yeah. And the way it came out, because I always used to have the bass, for some reason there was a little red button and the barman would press the red button, it would light up and the, and the bass would come out a pint's worth. A pint's worth, yeah. It's a real shame that craft beer hasn't really embraced the sort of the smooth best bitter because it is it's the original craft beer it was that or banks's i was gonna go for that or banks banks's is the same it's such a you get it looks like a great point it looks it looked good in the wall pack on the on the on the on emma dave you saw that looks like a proper you feel proper when you've got that it's great is it quite weak compared to other beers i think it is i, I think yeah. it's not that strong it might even be like under four percent bass i'm not sure I sort of feel nostalgic for a, a kind of childhood I never had, just talking about bass. It, it feels so kind of of the past, in a way. Yeah. And the other one I've gone for is, I've just gone for a Guinness. Lovely. I've gone for a Guinness just because, although it's my pub, I, I still want it to be commercially viable. Yeah. I, I don't want my name attached to something that's just gone down the gone down the pan within six months. I want it to... And also, I've got a bit of a sense of pride around Guinness. I've actually, I actually enjoy it now. Mm. I drank it for years and was forcing it down a little bit. Really? Well, well, I've now reached a point where I genuinely... It's my drink of choice now. I genuinely enjoy Guinness and can drink Guinness. Do you remember when that shift came along? Maybe quite recently, maybe like within the last 18 months. I think I was getting a bit... Um, I think I was getting a bit fed up of lager. A bit, a bit fed up of lager was making me feel the next day. And um, I just thought I'll try Guinness. And I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it to the end of the pint, which was... You know, I'd have a sip here and they're like, oh, that's all right. But I've never, never committed to Guinness. And it is one of them drinks that just gets better the more you have it. You know, if you have two or three, you'd really get the taste for it. And I think it's got more consistent Guinness over... used to be, oh, that's a good Guinness in there, or that's a good Guinness in there. Whereas I think the general standard of Guinness has improved 
within the last two years, I think. Interesting. What's the name, the Hatton Beaver? What's the? Is there any sort of story behind that name? I'm sure there is, but I, I, I don't know, and I've never seen it anywhere else. No. Beaver is, um, isn't it to do with a suit of armour? Your beaver was the kind of mouth guard, basically. Oh, great knowledge. Isn't that right? Isn't it? It's in Hamlet, isn't it? His, his beaver was down. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> wow. Interesting. The, the sign, if I, if I can picture it, it's kind of, but it's like a top hat. It's like a mm. top hat, and then a beaver is the animal, a beaver, but that's probably changed over the years. It probably was. That would make total sense. Absolutely incredible. Bit of, a double sort of punch of knowledge there from Robin with knowledge of sort of uh, medieval armour, but also a bit of Hamlet in there. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, that was understated. You, you weren't you weren't dead keen to share that either. You kind of delivered that in a... It was good, If I had it? that on my sleeve, I, 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 couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't deliver it with such poise. Well, I was, you know, hiding my fire under a bushel. Bushel? Is it a bushel? I've got into another Shakespearean mess now. <laughs> I think that might be... Well, anyway, who knows? Uh, <laughs> choices. Um, what sort of pub would you like it to be, Josh? What, is it based on anywhere real? What do you imagine when you walk in? It's kind of um, it's kind of an after-work pub, or it's a Sunday. When I, I the whole thing, I try and go with vibe. Mm. I, I try and go how it feels rather than what it looks like, if that makes sense. So there's the top end of the town and the bottom end of the town. The top end of the town is where you go after work. If you're an older gentleman or an older lady, you don't venture to the to the bottom end. You, you go, you stay at the, the top end, and it's kind of like um, they've kind of got like uh, the, the beams, the beams in the ceiling. Yeah, love a beam. There's carpet, but also there's um, there's a, a tiled area. Mm. There's a bar and a back room. I like in a pub. Yeah. So you've got you've got two different vibes. You know, if you go in the bar, you're behaving differently. You you can fuck about in the lounge, but don't be messed about in the bar. Yeah, that's lost, isn't it? That kind of division, I think nowadays. Yeah, the saloon. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of that still where I live. You know, the, the bar and people have their, their spots, and then if you're in the back room, you can make a bit more noise. The young ones are in the back room, whereas if you're in the front, you can't be in there swearing and jumping about. Really, the smoking lounge. Ooh. I've heard of pubs. I can't remember if this is like a myth, but pubs where they actually used to have different prices in the different rooms. Wow. Is that BS? Yeah, you might have paid a bit of premium to be in the sort of nicer room, maybe. Mm. I think at one time it probably would have been men and women. It probably would have been men in, in the bar and women in the, the lounge, maybe, at one time. Mm. There's still a, a place near me, actually, called... Um, it's called The Stoot. We call it The Stoot, which is the, the Dorden Working Man's Institute, where w- women still are not allowed in, still. Ruddy hell. Yeah, there's a few... Golf clubs with still with men only bars. What do you do in the men only bar? Give each other hand jobs. I would imagine it's a mixture of hand jobs and sort of golf chats. Oh, right. <laughs> and um, talk, talking about the bloody wife. Uh, but the the point, um, actually, the I was interviewing the world number one female golfer. Said, "Well, that's fine if you want to have a men only place, but where's the women only lounge? Mm, mm-hmm. You know." interesting how times haven't changed in many ways but i I think that 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 place could let women in tomorrow and it would not have any impact on the amount of women who would go through the doors (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, in some ways my house is a men only house (laughs) (laughs) 
just for us lads to kick back and, us uh, lad. <laughs> and uh, just chat about guy stuff and then any of those girls ruining everything yeah. it's, been, it's been months So, Josh, bottles and cans, if I may. So I've gone for a... I want to provide a lager. Mm. I've, gone for, I've gone for a Mythos. Ooh. Which is a, which is a Greek beer. And it's, um, it's kind of the first holiday when I'm with my mates. That was the beer. You actually went to the bias for a, the, the beer, and that's the beer they gave us. And it was in a green bottle. You know, when you get a green bottle out the fridge and it's wet and it's... The label's mm. peely off, it's, and it's a really nice beer. I had quite a strange moment when I was in on holiday in Greece about two years ago. It was actually on an island. I can't remember which one. Might have been Corfu. And the people I was on holiday with didn't drink at all. So we went into the town to get some shopping, and I thought I'd pick up some wine and some beers and stuff. And I walked into the supermarket, and they just had one big fridge full of lager, that was it. And I had never heard of any single lager in there because they were all Greek lagers. And it was quite disconcerting to have absolutely no way of telling what each lager might, like what its vibe was. Mm. And even though, you know, I wouldn't be able to tell lager apart in a blind taste test in the UK, probably. So even though in a, in a sense it didn't really make any difference, I felt quite like sort of unsettled by the fact I had no way in because also all the labels were in Greek. Yeah, the alphabet's different. And they were all 5%. So I sort of, it wouldn't have mattered which one I picked, but I wanted to have some kind of in, but I did end up going for Mythos and it was quite nice. Yeah, it's a nice beer. I love those national lagers when you go around Europe. Each one has a national lager and they kind of all taste exactly the same. Yeah. But that's what's great. I wonder if that's like the, the Carlin to the, you know, if you're drinking that in a Greek, they'd be like, oh, it's probably the, the most basic, you know, drink, the most basic lager they have. I'm sure it's it's like tenants and it? it's essentially Carlin, you know. There was, I think the Serbian one's called Lav, L-A-V. That's pretty good. Mm. Um, and there's a re- the Maltese one is really nice. Let's just have a quick look in the mind. Not Falcon Lager. Here we go. Sisk or Chisk. C-I-S-K. That's a really good one. Nice. What would be your second bottle, Josh? I've gone, uh, I've gone for a non-alcoholic Erdinger. Oh, oh, yeah. Great shout. Which I think is the, the best of the non-alcoholic options. Totally. And it's just if you want to taste a beer, but without... Um, you know, without the alcohol, I just wanted to. That's for me, really, because there's some days where that's what I fancy, and it's it's the nicest one I've found. I, I like I, lo- I like a lot of them, and they've all got better, but that's that's one that's closest to a like a, a beer, I think. Yeah, I love it. And what sort of scenarios do you find yourself reaching for uh, a November Alpha NA non-alcoholic? If my general mood is a bit low, if I um, want, if I've got something on in the evening, but I still want to go out in the afternoon. It's more if I don't fancy a pop. You know, it's it's not so much in lieu of a, a alcoholic beer. It's actually in lieu of a soft, soft drink. What a wonderful approach. It's a really good one. Um, obviously, it markets itself as a kind of healthy energy drink, doesn't it? An isotonic drink. Someone was telling me the, the other day that they were doing a, maybe a half marathon that was sponsored by Erdinger. 
Wow. Yeah, at the end, all you want is like a bottle of water, but they insist on <laughs> drinking an Erdinger, which is quite funny. But yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's, a, it's a sports beer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a sports beer. But it is quite a good thing to have after a run. Yeah. Um, because it's it's sort of, it's just as hydrating as water, but it's got a few other bits and bobs knocking around. Interesting. I didn't actually know that. You, you're a runner, aren't you, Josh? I like to run, yeah. I like, I, I like to keep fit and stuff. But I'm more, yeah, I like, I like running and sports and stuff. And I like, uh, yeah, I like, I like a beer after sport, actually. What would be your, your post-marathon pint? I'd probably go a lager. Or like um like a neck oil or something or like um but I'm probably just gonna probably probably just gonna neck it aren't I so I'll probably just go for like uh maybe like an Amstel you know I feel like I've played in a European fixture so I have like a, an Amstel yeah super so far in Josh Pugh's dream pub we have a Bass on draft with Guinness we've got Mythos Greek Lager and non-alcoholic Erdinger in bottles but we must hand over to the lovely Robin Allender for the lovely Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey had been deducted five points. Thanks, John. How do you feel about pub quizzes, Josh? Yeah, I like them. Yeah? Big fan. Well, let's see how we, we do in this week's pub quiz, which is all about films. What I'm going to do is uh, give you three famous opening lines, and you have to tell me from which film they come from, e.g. Rosebud, Citizen Kane. So we'll do the questions now and the answers in part two. So question one. Hello, my name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I was just doing a bit. <laughs> Here's the real one. I think the first one's fairly easy, and then the second one's middling, and the third one's probably hard. So let's see how we go. So question one. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. That's question one. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Question two. I was 12 going on 13 the first time I saw a dead human being. That's question two. And question three, what came first, the music or the misery? And that's question three. So three opening lines from films. John's having a good old think about that. I'm having a right old think about that. Josh is having a ponder. Yes, that's quite hard, isn't it, Robin? We'll see how our listeners get on as we take a break and uh, head over into part two. Just a reminder that in part two, Josh will be picking his dream pub companion. If you would like to hear that and also get ad-free episodes and access to uh, the Moon Underwater Facebook group and and the bonus episode behind the cellar door, then head over to moonunderpod.com and uh, support us on Patreon. But for now, on those first line tenterhooks, we leave you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat 
rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.